motivate we're talking about motivation and how it's needed and what it drives you forward to keep keep going but I think aligned with motivation is that resilience that area of resilience of why you keep doing it what makes you get fit stay fit and get fitter so for me it's it's about I can see the future I can see the reality of what if I don't do what I need to do, the, the what could be yeah. that that I do not want that that stereotypical position of someone 60, 65, and you would have seen them yourselves. The, there seems to be that conversation when you talk to people similar age or older or even younger. Why don't you slow down? But for me, that resilience says I want to keep going because. Yeah. So what is it for for you two then that makes you think? Why do you do it? What keeps you resilient? Well, the, your, your phrase there, why don't you slow down and put your feet up, I actually take that as an insult because I'm, I'm not made for that. No. I'm made to achieve and I'm, the only way I'm going to achieve is by me putting forward what I've got and making sure that whatever I give, I give of my best. And as, uh, as I have a friend who's had a very tough time over the last 20, 30 years. And unbeknown to us, we developed a phrase when we speak to each other on the phone or we visit and go out with each other. Our phrase is, we don't do giving in. Yeah. She is similar, similar age to myself, a couple of years younger. And it, it shows, it shows in your body. And uh, as you were saying there, lots of people uh, unfortunately are afflicted and it does get to them but a lot of them it is in the mind and I remember one time I was out taking my granddaughter swimming and uh, we'd come out of the pool and my daughter came down to visit us and there were a group of ladies in my mind old ladies coming through and I went oh Adrian hey, move move just be careful don't knock these people over and when I sat down Kathy very quietly whispered into my ear mom they're probably 10 years younger than you. <laughs> yeah. We're now uh, two years uh, since COVID came along and that pretty well shut a lot of my interests down because a lot of them were outward going, sports and fishing and things like that. So I'm looking forward to those opening up again, um, which will be a motivation for me. Yeah. Yeah. To get back, get back that soul. I needed and still do need to make a difference. If I feel I've got something that I can pass on, I certainly pass it on to my family, I'm now doing it with our grandchildren, and um, I, I just uh, feel the need to do that. I retired 11, 12 years ago, and I thought this is lovely, but then I needed to go and do something that made a difference, so I set up a dog walking and home boarding uh, concern because I so hate it when we have to put our dog into kennels. So I've now got lots of clients, I've got 60 odd on the books and I walk every day and when as needed, home board dogs. Well, yeah, because that's interesting because I'm at that point where I'm still doing that super active fitness classes, pumpy pump cycling. So as with the the podcast is about fitness across the age. You talk about your motivation, you talk about that need and you want to do it. And what we'll touch on later on then is 
you say you're walking every day and it's that, that's an example of when you're doing talking fitness it's much broader and wider than just oh right you need to be in the gym because everyone you talk about fitness people think how many times do you go to the gym well fitness isn't that I was a gym member um, in my younger days when I was working I used to round off the week by going off to the gym and doing all the things that we do there um, but when I retired I, I just felt no I've done with gym, I've done with going to the swimming pool and pounding up and down the lengths. I need to do something uh, very outdoorsy. So get outdoors with the dogs, walk, and uh, my job involved very much um, meeting with the public. And this has been a fabulous way of meeting with the public. And because we're setting up all the documentation, we visit their home to begin with, and then uh, we take it from there and the dogs come around or I go and get them regularly and we get, I've got every sort of uh, clothing that's needed for every <laughs> eventuality and get the gear on and off you go and it, it works for me, it's really good. So that smacks of that mental stimulation and that transition, you made that conscious decision of that transition from gym, 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 swim, swim, swim to being active in a different way and that allows you to, to keep busy and moving, yeah. doing more probably than if yeah. you're going to the gym. Yeah. And work, mm. walking, averaging about 50 miles a week, so 200 miles a month. Um, but the other thing it's done, having worked all my life, when I retired, I didn't really know the neighbours and the neighbourhood very, very well. Yeah. But now I can't go out without uh, I meet somebody. And it, it's again the interaction, a good conversation. And that's been fantastic during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Socially distance, of course. Of course, yeah. So, John, then, how about you? I've been retired 20 years now. Uh, uh, having exercised quite heavily when we were sp playing sport, um, not doing so much these days, helping Paula out with walking of the dogs, that sort of thing. I enjoy my gardening uh, and I enjoy fishing. So, I haven't been out for about two years now, Steve. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been sort of isolating, if you like, um, but uh, yeah, walking with Paula and the, the supporting act, if you like. Yeah. So, John, for, for you then, really, it's it's similar in a way. You are active in sport, your own sport, and it's that again that transition moving to. It's due to age or illness, and just transitioning to another way of thinking you have to do something, so maybe you don't do the 50 miles that Paula does, but maybe you do 20, 50, whatever you're doing, you, you're conscious, you're saying that you have to do something. I do some exercise, yes, yes. Well, uh, and I think since the operation, that's become a little bit more imperative, I think, um, but uh, it's going to get me back on my feet again and, and a lot healthier, because uh, it was quite a serious op with uh, good lumps of me removed. Uh, so we are on the, on, the, on the path to recovery, yeah. So in terms of the, the listeners, we've got a, have a wide range of listeners, in terms of operations and we don't have to share the exact details, but it's that, that trauma of having a major operation, what does that do to you mentally in terms of you're an active person and then right now you can't do what you used to do, what, what was the process, how do you go well, through I that? I think it's, it's, it's between your ears Steve, isn't it? You've got to get yourself motivated to get out there and do it. 
uh, and I'm, I've been struggling with that a little bit. Uh, we're getting a little bit more positive as the weather starts to improve because I've not really been encouraged to get out there when, uh, when it's been cold and miserable over the last few uh, weeks and months. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, gradually getting there. Yeah. And I've been chiving me along as usual. <laughs> well, yeah. we, we met through uh, our hockey playing, didn't we? We, we did, yeah. We wouldn't have known each other if we'd not both been very competitive hockey players. So it's a team, a team effort. But it has been mm. all, through, all through our marriage, really, yeah. Steve, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, a, I yeah. feel that I'm repaying John because um, two of the dogs I walked ran into me in 2017 and broke my femur. And um, that was so hard. I was a week in bed with nothing happening while they figured out how to piece me back together again. And then um, I, I said, I can't give up the dogs. And John was fantastic and said to me, right, well, we'll roll swap. The ones that are at home, I'll, you can stay home and look after, and I'll go out and walk the dogs that need the walks. And we did that for a, a good nine, 12 months. Yeah. And then John started walking with me because it was a case of rebuilding confidence when a big dog comes bounding across a field towards you. Um, and so, yeah, he put me back on my feet. So, yeah, because that's grateful. one of the, the, the points that I had here to, to ask is about that confidence, body confidence, injury anxiety, with both all the sports knowledge. And we know what it's like. You've been injured and then you have to go back into, and there's always that thing in your head of right, what's gonna go wrong, what yeah. could possibly go wrong. So with, for me, it was the tendon injury. Three months of inactivity. You can't go on the bike. You can't do anything, put anything weight yeah. through it. And it's that, and now I've come back to it the last month. Mm. I'm back onto it now, and it's, when I get on the bike, I got back on the bike about a month ago, it was that, oh, off it goes. I spent three months injured. I can't, it's that looking at thinking, another three months if this goes. Yeah. So for yourself then, the, the health, the health in terms of um, injury, what was that anxiety feeling like? What, what, how did you process that? What was the thoughts around that? Um, I, I, I had to reconcile myself to the fact that I'd, I'd done everything I possibly could to make the business safe. But you can't legislate for two crazy dogs chasing each other down the towpath. No. Um, and I stepped right away behind a small bush that was there. And as they got level with me, they swerved and took me right out from the side. And it was a leg that I'd had the knee replaced um, oh, 12 years previously. And initially I thought the knee had gone. Um, so I was insistent when the ambulance finally got there two and a half hours later on the canal bank that no, you are not going to straighten that leg because I thought if they do and the knee, it's anything else around the knee, this could be serious mm. and he said, we gas in there and then he said, right, we're not going to straighten it, are we? I said, no, you are not. I said, I want it dealing with by a doctor. Dealing with by a doctor um, after I've been x-rayed. And oh, wow. I insisted on that and uh, I got that and an excellent surgeon who put me back together brilliantly. So just remind us, how old were you, you then? Uh, seven, 17, 2017, that's, that, what's that, four years ago, so I was 75, no, 74, 73. 73. Yeah. So 
that's a that's a key time, and I think lots of uh, listeners will be able to relate to that and think, well, at seventy plonk, FEMA, we know the stories. What happens to, what can happen to people in that 60, 70. Whereas you and I can see, you know, I've got the advantage of seeing you now, spring chicken bouncing around doing energy. So what I envisage, if someone said to me, someone 70 odd and they've done their femur, you think, oh, that's uh, exit, it's close. Yeah. So what is it that made you think, all right, it's, it's, it's serious, but yeah. what was your mindset around that? Um, it's... It's right through the core of me. I've always been, um, yeah, if it need, if some, you need somebody to give it a go, I'll try. I'll try that. And not to be afraid of failing, um, but equally, I had a friend who'd been through horrible cancer experience five years previously, and our regular visits and phone calls, our stock phrase, we don't do giving in. Yeah. She is similar similar age to myself, a couple of years younger. And it, it shows, it shows in your body. And as, as you were saying there, lots of people, uh, unfortunately, are afflicted and it does get to them, but a lot of them, it is in the mind. And I remember one time I was out taking my granddaughter swimming and uh, we'd come out of the pool and my daughter came down to visit us and there were a group of ladies, in my mind, old ladies coming through. And I went, oh, do move, move, just be careful. Don't knock these people over. And when I sat down, Kathy very quietly whispered into my ear, Mom, they're probably 10 years younger than you. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're now uh, two years uh, since COVID came along and that pretty well shut a lot of my interests down because a lot of them were outward goings sports and fishing and things like that so i'm looking forward to those opening up again um which will be a motivation for me yeah yeah to get back get back that socialization and yes be, yeah. having that capacity to to do the things that we need to do yes um, right. and i think this covid for me personally what what it's shown me and it's it's shone a light on the need to be the best version of yourself. And I won't, I won't pretend that I've stolen, I've, I've made that myself, I have stolen it from somewhere else, I've seen it somewhere else, to be the best version of me every day, every week. Yeah. And if I can't be, well, I don't beat myself up, I have tried, so that's for me. So if, in terms of supporting, sharing with people um, for the last bit um, of this podcast, what thing could you say to people to get them going? to keep them going, what, 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 what nuggets could you share with them? I think, don't focus inwardly, look around you, because we're all, I think the pandemic has emphasised this as well, we're all here with a talent to offer each other, or vastly different, a whole myriad of them, but everything you do has an effect on somebody, and I'm aware of that because of my teaching and as a mother and a family, big family member. Yeah. And it's really, really important. You give it out and don't just close yourself down. So sharing, your thing is share what you've got, share your knowledge, share your experience, 
share your motivation. John, for you, what's what's little nuggets have you got for people? I'd say much the same, really. That um, we've got, we've got to, to look forward. Don't look back. There's no point in looking back. Look forward, and you've got things to look forward to. Perfect. Yeah. Right. So yeah, thank you for that. Um, Paul and John, and I think um, the future. There's another foot. Oh no, there's in the future is further podcast, and I'm putting out an invite to Paul and John to share their knowledge and experience because the the title is Granddad Gets Fit, and we, as we know, we're focusing from 16 plus to 60 plus, so there's still a wide range of information and knowledge we could hope to capture. And John mentioned about his illness and. Uh, potentially in the future we're able to share his experiences of how he's kept going at his younger age and uh, please subscribe and join us next time thank you